This is the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin, a.k.a. Q Gauz No Days Off. From on the field and off the field, NFL player and entrepreneur. Motivating you to be the best you can be and getting you out of your comfort zone. Sharing with you travel, sports, and entrepreneurial tips with amazing guests on the show. Now, get ready for your life to change with the Life Journey Podcast and your host, Quentin Gauze. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Life Journey Podcast. Oh, my gosh, man. We are going international today. Woo! We are going, we're going to take, all right, everybody hop in the plane. All right, we're flying over to Canada right now. Hey. <laughs> and we're landing in Toronto. And right. awesome, we have a special guest on today. We have Brian. What's going on, Brie? What's going on? How are you? Doing great. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem, no problem. So how's your day going, by the way? How's your day going? Uh, busy busy working you know how it is what about you same continue meetings on meetings meetings on meetings yeah (laughs) but it's all good stuff so this podcast is about just the life journey of how you got to where you are today and where you're continuing to go so let's kind of start off with like when you were a kid growing up and uh that whole experience growing up as a child in your household Oh man, okay. Well, okay. So we started off in Hamilton, Ontario. That's where I started off. Uh, We did branch a lot into like Mississauga, Brampton. So those are just the cities outlining the GTA. Um, A lot of my childhood was with my grandma. Um, So there was a big portion of time where there was a little bit of uh, tension at home. So I was living with my grandmother in Scarborough uh, for a big portion. And we did travel and we were out into New York here and there as well. But obviously I wasn't a citizen of the US. So I was just there, you know, temporarily. Um, it was good. I mean, it depends on what you wanna what you wanna know. I know my like my dad's a Hindu, for example, but he's always raised us to just believe in our God. So I I've actually made my way into Christianity and becoming very spiritual. Um, and I guess we all just understand that do you know the quote where it's like rivers ponds and lakes all contain water so it's just like religion they all contain truth that was something that we spoke like since i was little so um i have brothers i'm a sister of all older brothers i have an i have an older brother that's technically adopted his name is mo um and then i have randy and sean they were hockey stars for a good portion of time and yeah that's my life (laughs) well What's your ethnicity? I'm Guyanese. Guyanese. Yeah. Oh, where's, gonna... located? where's that located for the folks it's that are on? in South America, but we're Caribbean blood. So Caribbean with an Indian background, and then we're in South America. South America. I love South America. Yeah, um, we know. We know. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what about your uh, experience? Like, okay, childhood experience, having fun. Now you're transferring to middle school to high school. Let's talk about that period. Hi. Oh man. Like I said, I'm a sister for all older brothers. So growing up, it was like, we were social butterflies. My whole family, we've always been social butterflies. We never had an issue with interacting and socializing and all of that. But being the girl of older brothers meant no one touched 
the baby. You know what I mean? No one talked with the baby. There were times where I remember my brother, oh, he gonna, he's going to kill me when he watches this. My brother's ex-girlfriend, it was his girlfriend at the time. Uh, he's happily married now, so, you know, just to X that out. But he had an, a girlfriend at the time, and his her brother was walking me to class. And let me tell you, my other brother's friends, like, made this guy run down the street. Like, they got in a car and chased him down the street just for walking me to class. Like, that was the interaction. We played, like, street hockey. We played wrestling. Like, I was not a normal little girl with her Barbies. Like, it was always racing and uh, Nintendo, playing street hockey. There were times, and my brother told this story at his wedding. He's like, I love my little sister. I got to give her a shout out. They used to practice hockey. Like, that was, like, a religion to them. Like, hockey was, like, football to you was just, that was it, right? Uh, there was a time in our old basement. It wasn't done. And they had tied me to the net to oh. shoot pucks. Like that, like, that was it. He's like, I got to give her a shout out because, you know, that's my little sister. She's been through it all with us. And I'm like, thanks. Thanks, <laughs> but... Yeah. It's like a movie, like yeah. no. You, <laughs> you say it like I've been through it. Like that's that. So, that's so that. you have thick skin. So from have you know your brother, you have thick skin. You you definitely tough have love. Tough love. <laughs> tough love. Yeah, for sure. Hey, you know, that's what that's what's up though. For for most people I know that has like yeah, tons of brothers. Yeah, you're always protected. You you know, you you don't have to worry about nothing, basically. Right, right. Yeah. Um, they got me into like we did like fitness so lifting weights I would always be competing with them and like like you know silly stuff like that yeah it was definitely a handful for my parents for sure <laughs> well that's awesome all right let's talk about your transition from high school to college I know that y'all have y'all do it differently right college is like you do high school and then like there's like another grade and then college or something like that mm -hmm. oh that's something else then. A long time ago, there was like grade 13, like a long time ago, there was a grade 13 where like it would be um, a, a year of you just like figuring out what you wanted to do, just making sure you had all your grades up to par, whatever. That was a long time ago. Um, oh my God. Okay. So my story, I was, I was definitely like a bookworm. I was very social. Obviously I had friends, but I was kind of like a low key nerd. And I think people kind of knew that, you know, like whatever. Um, I went to school originally into the medical field. That's what mama and pops wanted me to do. So that's what I did. You know, you're 17, getting out of high school, you do what, you know, you do what you think is right. So I did medical for a bit. I actually got out of medical after I, like I graduated, I got out of it and started doing business like a year after. So weird, just working in the business field, like nothing I even went to school for made no sense. Um, and then I stopped the business aspect and I went back to school again for medical. And I did what they call in Hamilton, it's MOMAC. So it's like you go to a college and a university, so you get the best of both worlds. Um, so I did that and that I was like, and I was one of those kids that I'm like, if I'm going to school, I'm paying the semester out of pocket. Oh, 25, drop it. Like, here's the money. I just want to get it started. Let's go. Uh, and I ended up back in business after <laughs> going back to school. And I was mm. like, I got to do what's right for me. Like, I keep doing what's right for my family, what they think is what right for me. Um, and then after I got into business, I made my way kind of into the like, this is going to sound terrible, dental 
I thought, oh, maybe I could take the best of both worlds, you know, like open my own little my own little practice, do this, go to school for that, whatever, make it work. Um, and the only thing I really took away from that was I started my own side business doing teeth whitening. And after freelancing for about a year, I started working for a marketing company. So now I'm a headhunter slash a recruiter and I work with an accounting team to execute activations for different brands across Canada. Um, and I get to do the best of both worlds. I get to help people. I get to help with their brands. I get to interact with different, you know, different cultures all over Canada. And I get to, you know, represent, represent and be the face of so many different things. So that's, that's a cool aspect to it. But yeah, like I went from medical school to like, uh, okay, well, thousands of dollars later, and let me just jump into a business and then take that business and go into marketing. So it's like, yeah, yeah my, my mom is definitely proud. That's what's up. That's what's up. But you know what? You you felt like, and, and, well, and while doing this from what we talked about the other day, you kept straight A's. Why yeah, you I... Straight A's in medical school. And then I, and in Whatever I did. Yeah. That's my problem. Like, I can do, like, it's not that I can't keep still. It's just, I don't think that there's a problem with learning more than just the one thing. And when I do something, I keep my head in it so far that it's like, it, I have to be the best at it. If my name's on it, it has to be the best. Like I have to be getting like, if not 100%, 98's the lowest. You know what I mean? Like if I'm doing a project or representing a brand for my company, best believe it's gonna be the best execution you're gonna see. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. you're the jack of all trades in a master of all. <laughs> Master. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My mama would have corrected you right there, though. Let me tell you that. <laughs> hey, I mean, from what you said to me, I was, I was like, yo, like, if you're you're attacking it at a high level, regardless of whatever field it is. That's it. That's, that's, that's a really, that's a skill, though. Like, you can hop from one field to the other and just, like, be good at it. And just kill it. My mom was like, when I was younger, she used to be like, if you just opened your own business with that hustle, that grind, that this, that, that. She's like, you could. I was like, oh, well, shit, maybe I should open my own business. And then she'd be like, no, don't open your own business. It's a headache. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, like, I'm like, all right, mama, <laughs> whatever. Shit, though. I mean, at some point, I mean, I mean, that podcast, that podcast you was talking about, right? The one that I was going to do recently or the one that I've been doing? Well, <laughs> like the Instagram one, right? It's just Instagram. Yeah. See, but yeah. that is just something I wanted to do due to COVID because everybody's kind of taking a hit right now. Yeah. I just wanted to connect with entrepreneurs across wherever, the talk, local entrepreneurs. Talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that. Yeah, talk about like, a little bit about that and your heart of doing that, yeah. No, honestly, I just realized a lot of people are taking a hit. And even when I opened my own business through teeth whitening, there was no COVID, there was no quarantine, there was none of that going on, right? And it was hard. It was definitely hard to network and get the clientele and build your bases. And then I could only imagine with all of this happening, how entrepreneurs are taking a hit. Um, I know a lot of entrepreneurs that are, you know, single moms, or they own their own business, and they have a family that they, like, that is literally it, like they own a gym, or they own, you know, whatever the case is, a dance studio. Um, so I just wanted to start a live chat to bring awareness to people's business during this time and just shine light you know honestly just bring like i said awareness to what they're doing what they represent and hopefully keep their business striving during a dark time so that's that's that i have a i have a bad tendency to like just want to get people just recognized all the time why is that bad 
because I feel like some people, like for example, I'm jumping on live and I'm nervous, like you know. But I, I have to put that aside because I want to help someone else. And sometimes I feel like it can it can take people out of their comfort zone if they want to or not. But I think that comfort zone is what needs to be shaped to you know mm. to strive higher. But if you're not ready, I feel like I I kind of like I could push a little bit too much. Like, I'm like, come on, you know you need to do this. You know you want to do it. You know, like, I, I might be a little too aggressive with it. Yeah, right. I feel you on that. Some people need that push, though. Some people yeah. need it. But, no, that's, it's, it's a good thing that you're doing. And a lot of people are, you know, responding to it. And that's what's up, though. Like, that, I I appreciate it, like, just for reaching out to want to do that. So that's that's pretty dope. So I, I had to make sure to get you on the podcast. Uh, thank thank make- you. Yeah. Appreciate so, you. So, let's dive into um, from everything you've learned up to this point. Where are you looking to take it next five years? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you with, <laughs> with this whole marketing aspect. Um, marketing marketing allowed me to accept my personality to be mm-hmm. like this bubbly person, to step out of a comfort zone and represent different different companies. I know my, for a long time, having a bubbly personality was kind of, I, I was about to swear, but I won't swear. It, it was kind of like put into a box and kicked to the curb. Cause, oh, she's flirty, oh, she's this, oh, she's that. And you're like, no, I just, I'm personable. You know what I mean? This is just me. I want to make people feel comfortable always, right? Um, so that allowed me to see that as a as a benefit and with going live and doing chats and talks and podcasts and stuff along that line it it allowed me to hear my own voice so if i'm going to be very honest with you i'm just learning my abilities now and i want to take that and obviously you know expand and become something more so five years man in a year my whole life could be a whole different thing right like look mm-hmm. at covid right now everybody's life is completely not where they thought they would be right so right so i just want to take it for what it is and make the best out of it so check in with me in five years and we'll see what's good all right right i feel you on that five years is a long time that is a long time for like a lot of improvements on everybody's life you know using that time wisely it's critical so. Definitely. I mean, like five years ago, I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. <laughs> like, I was taking people's bloods and doing ECGs and working in a medical lab, right? Fast forward five years later, I own my own business doing teeth whitening. I do little podcasts. I represent companies across Canada. I'm doing something completely different. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm happy for it. So, who knows? Five years from now, who knows what I could be doing? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be walking into a big building or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in Toronto. I'm be like, owned by Brie. Thank you. That's what's up. It'll be a big sign, like, that's flashing. <laughs> it's gonna, and it's gonna say smile. It's not even, or light. It's gonna say something that's gonna be like, I might as well, shoot. But no, yeah. I'm gonna get my teeth whitened, you know? No, come through, I got you. Okay. So, let me ask you this, you know, as an American, there's a difference between I mean, Americans sometimes make fun of Canadians for doing this. And you set, you set the record straight for everyone that's listening, that's American or that's, you know, from around the world. Hey. 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 <laughs> I was like, hey. How do you, you know, what's the proper way to say and what's the correct context to use it in? Because my, you know, friends, my friends and stuff be like, you know, hey, you know, you know? And I'm like, how Who do you- Who does that? I know. So like, can you, can you set the record straight? 
I can't. I can't because I didn't know. I used to say A in a Caribbean way. How do you do that? You know, so like I'd be like, hey, your mother, like, you know, we would, and then we would talk, like, we would say something. So, like, hey, like, I don't know if you understood what I just said, but like, hey, your mother, and you go into a conversation, and everyone's like, oh, she's so Canadian. She said, hey, and I was like, <laughs> but I didn't say it the way, what? Right? So, <laughs> but I'm assuming the way that Canadians say, hey, would be, uh, did you see, uh, I don't know, did you see that, A? I, I guess it's the ending of a sentence. Okay. We don't really use it, though. I think that's, like, that's a lie. That and us living in igloos and only playing hockey is a lie. Like, we, that's not true. That's not true at all. Oh, yeah, I'm kidding. We, too, that's <laughs> That's it's not more, true. I mean, you do, you guys do have some wonderful uh, companies up there that I've invested in that are doing very well right now, by the way. As in, do you want to speak on it? Uh, Canopy, ACB, those stocks. Was Aurora? Yeah, they're doing yeah. like right now. A lot more than igloos and hockey and a right. Exactly. So <laughs> give us that. Give us that recognition. Yeah, Canada. By the way, y'all, Canada offers a lot, man. Like I went up there to play football, and I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I did that. What it did was it expanded my network. It allowed me to get out my comfort zone and I met some amazing people and I feel like that's like my second home low-key <laughs> like like <laughs> low-key my second home if I really want to go back up there I, I feel mega comfortable like I can walk outside get a shawarma whatever a gyro it don't matter like let's go right yeah. right and I think like it does depend on where you go in Canada because I've talked to so I guess a I've talked to people in none of it and they are the like the pinnacle of that stereotype. You know what I mean? Like they will, they sound like how they make, Americans make fun of Canadians for sure. Like you know, but when you go to Toronto, we're very multicultural. Right. We're very, you know, we we you can go down the street like you're saying and get like a shawarma. You can go get like French fries somewhere else. You can go get ketchup chips, which y'all are lacking. Um, you can get anything just walking on the street. We're very multicultural that way. Poutine. Poutine, you know, you're mm -hmm. welcome for that as well. Uh, and then even like uh, like Calgary, Vancouver, although they're colder down that way, like Calgary specifically, the people you come across are always going to be welcoming. That's, I think, a difference. That's you good. go to the States, I mean, y'all can't even say hi to the cops, so. <laughs> like, hey, <how> <laughs> hands up. Oh, shit. Oh shoot! Yeah, exactly. You know, actually, funny story. The CFL team that was down here. There was a team that was down here. This was like years ago. I used to bartend. Yeah, another another jack of all trades trait. Um, and there there was cops that used to patrol the street. It was like a street full of like it was a strip full of clubs. And we like we're so used to our cops. We'd say hi, how are you? Sometimes you know they you know come have water. They would hang out. We'd feed them. Whatever the case is. And I remember the black guys from, I guess they were from Texas, but they were playing on like Calgary or something. And I guess they were celebrating with the team that represented our, our, our city. I guess they were walking down the street and they saw the cops and they were just like slowly walking like across the street because the cops were there. And I'm like, no, like that's Adam, Adam's cool. Like that's, you know, that's Mike. Like they, they're they they're good white people. Like don't, don't get scared. <laughs> and they were like, no. And the cops were literally like, no man, like we're family down here. Gave them hugs, props and was like, don't gotta be scared of us. <laughs> and I was like, 
God damn, my Americans, like, yep. I feel so bad for you guys. Like, that shit is wild. It's the way that the tra- cops are trained. I-, I did some research, and exactly. there's actually a video about it, and that uh, Canadians, the Canadian training should be used down here, but our training is to kill. Like, it's bad. Like, they go to learn how to kill. Like, why would <laughs> Like, you're not in the military. Like, you got to kill somebody sometimes, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, but like, why not shoot in like, uh, like the short? Like, that's the thing. You're gonna shoot to kill, depending on the race. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't. That doesn't make sense. And I actually had a friend who became a cop, and I said, "Okay, listen to this analysis. This like situation I gave her. Hypothetically speaking, say I was walking down the street." and I had a fork in my hand. And for some reason with the fork in my hand, the cop felt like I was a threat. And the cop said, get down or I'll shoot you. And I said, okay, but sir, I'm wearing all white. I don't want to get down. Can can we just, you know? She's like, yeah, he has our right to shoot and kill you. And I'm like, I have a fork in my hand. I'm wearing all white. And you mean to tell me you have the right to kill me because I say no to getting down on the ground? Does that make sense to you? Nope. And that was the last of our friendship. But uh, <laughs> that was the situation. I was like, that's really how you guys, literally what you said. She's like, we are trained um, to, to kill. Like, we have to shoot to get you down, is what she said. Yeah, shoot him in the leg, shoot him in the arm. That's what I'm saying. Like, only, only really good, yeah, only people that are like really good, like, I, I feel like military, only people that are in military that really know how to shoot well, because some cops don't know how to shoot for crap. Um, yeah. Uh, Military guys, I know, like, or women, they know how to shoot very well. That are like trained at a high level to shoot right. in certain parts to make you, yeah, make you just stop moving. That's thank and you. You're alive, but like some people just be shaking. They be shaking. They be shaking. Like, yo, I'm about to lose my life. I'm gonna kill you instead. Just shoot the headshot and you're done. Instead of, uh, okay. And um, it makes no sense. And I can understand what you just said. Not that I understand. Like, I see where you're coming from, but the situation of a fight breaking out on a subway and dragging a kid out. Onto the pay, onto the sidewalk, having his hands up, handcuffing him, and then stepping on his back and shooting him in the head. You know, a situation like that. What are you scared of? He's already handcuffed. He's already, you know, he's already on the floor. What are you, what are you killing him for? And that's like, and that became a Netflix show or a movie or something a few years ago because it's a true story. I believe what was it, New York, in two thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Say it again. I think it's called. Fruitful state, fruitful station, or something. Yeah, that is- yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's like, and the stories that you're seeing, like how they is it how they see it when they see us. The, yep. the sh- yeah, it's like I've had to tell so many people you need to watch this, and a lot of people think that it's like over exaggerated. I'm like, it's really not though, because even in portions of living in the states, like I know you've lived in LA, but I've stayed in New York, I've stayed in Philadelphia, I've been in LA. You you can see it. It's like a real true thing. And I think like sad to say, but I think Canadians are kind of nurtured too much. So we're not experiencing, thank God, that brutality. But with mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you have to be naive to the rest of the world. I think everybody has a voice. You should use it. You know what I mean? Like if you if, if you're sitting there and you don't experience it, but you know it exists, so why not do something to help help the cause change it? Exactly. But sorry, it's I'm true. off track. I'm off track. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, it's tough. It's good content. Like, yeah. it's the funny thing is when I when I've gone to like you know you go to Europe, you go to different countries. Yeah, there's racism, but like it's not American racism. 
racism and the thing that right. I, I've known because I've traveled. I'm like, yo, like, you know, you're in Germany. Yeah, like, you see some white people around, but you see some Asian people. You see all different types of races, people speaking different language, but like, they don't care. It's like, people's cool with you. Like, normal, you know what I'm saying? Like, businessmen, businessmen be like, hey, how's it going? Like, I'm like, Germany, you know, in Germany, like, what? Oh, cool. What's going on? Like, right. talking, having a conversation, like, it's cool. Instead of, you know, this awkward tension of something that happened, you know, thousands of years ago. And I understand, like, it's just a lot of stuff that's going on. And I feel like, yeah, Canada has been, I mean, shoot, Canada has been a great place for people, you know, when slavery was around, it was a great place for slaves to go to and be free. When they right. came up to Philadelphia and like, was trying to like get the people that were free, you know? So like, Canada has always, has always known, it's just been something with our country that it's just, it's, 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 it's with tradition. Because you gotta think right. about people that are, country by themselves, family farm for generations. You got to think like, oh, I'm raising my kid like this. And then they, it's stuck in their head and it's like ingrained. And then right. if you, you don't stop. Yeah. So it's, it's, one of, it's one of those things where it's ingrained in someone's head and power, all that. It's a lot of that goes there's into a lot it, to right? it. And obviously there's racism that exists like here as well. You know what I mean? But there, again, there's degrees. And I think I said this to my I said this to my dad. He said he cracked a joke about something. Like he he's like, you know, like not racist. Like he says things that are joking towards his own race, like towards his own culture, towards his own family, toward you know. So we we crack jokes at, at the expense of each other. Like we just, we're just stupid like that, right? Um, and I told him one time, I was like, you know, when I go through the airport, and this is gonna sound kind of bad, but I'm like, when I go through the airport and I get randomly selected and randomly searched and, and stripped and this and that and everything I go through when I go across the border, I've never gone across the border and had a good experience unless I was with a white friend, as sad as that sounds, or someone of an elder, uh, elderly age, to be completely honest. And I told him, I don't know if they know and this is gonna sound so bad, but it's like, is she Indian and she has a bomb or is she black and she has drugs? Like they can't tell when they look at me how to be racist. So they just go full force. And it's sad, like it's it's definitely sad when you're going to like, like for example, I was like technically living in the States and you're still not accepted for something you can't even change. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a stigma that slowly is changing. And you know, and there's tons of, there's tons of white people as well too that don't want that, you know. It's, it's tons of. It's just the, the small, select few, and that small percentage that just still live that olden days mindset. And even, and even my thing is too. Like, even when there was slavery in Europe, though, it wasn't as bad as American slavery. Like, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> from what I, from the research I've done, like, it wasn't right. that bad. They treated people better than they did. Over, you know, over in America, America is just—it was like kind of a free for all. It was more degrade, yeah. Like. It was like more degrading with the slavery than, you know, over there. It was a, yeah. You're definitely right. It's a de different, different style to it, I guess you could say. But even like, even like, for example, um, I don't even know if I'm allowed to tell the story, but like, my sister-in-law is Portuguese, so we've been associated with a lot of like Portuguese, Italians, Europeans, and we've even come across it, you know, not with her family, but some like individuals that are associated with they're kind of like oh you're dating a black guy oh you're marrying a you know what i mean and it's like see and that's where i'm like you personally have to use your voice because if i use a voice or my brother uses his voice now it's aggression now it's you know it's it's argumentative it's this it's that if you use your voice even if you're screaming even if you're yelling even if you are inflamed like you know enraged it's not going to come off that way to them 
they're like you know what I mean and and I hate saying them because that's kind of but you know to the individuals specifically that are targeting us right right it's true you you have to this is not yeah some people are just again it's a thing that it's just ingrained in someone's heart and like they have to be used to if you're not a traveler or someone that is used to constantly seeing multiple races you won't be like that but like if you're you're stuck in one place like for generations and or hasn't left you know until your age 90 and you're like oh that person i don't like a black right. person or it's like yeah Yo, you didn't even leave the state like, you, like, what do you, mean? you know it's so funny like growing up going back to high school and middle school i was like one of the only colored people in my school so me and my family oh, right. were like one of the only colored individuals there and i remember like the first time a white girlfriend of mine had to deal with me going through racism at the mall she was just like, I didn't know that that was actually a thing. Like, I, I seen it on TV. I didn't know it was actually something that you guys go through. I was like, yeah, man, on the regular. This isn't even new to me. Like, this is like, I think I was like 15. I was like, this is not the first time. It's not the second. It's definitely not the fourth, fifth, or sixth. Like, you know what I mean? We've been there. Um, growing up in a dominantly white uh, school and everything like that, too, it was just, there were so many, you know, if you bleached your skin, you'd be pretty. You know, it'd be a lot of like, oh, you got curly hair, you must have like lice or this or that. And you're like, but these are individuals who have not experienced color outside of, you know, what maybe Italian is as far as it went. Does that even, you know what I mean? Like does olive even count though, you know? <laughs> like, So that's definitely a big thing. Like even with people I know who aren't ignorant, they're just slightly naive to, to, a, to, to a degree, right? So they, it's not that they're racist, it's just they didn't, they didn't know better. They've never experienced it or seen someone they care about go through it. It's true. Yeah, mm -hmm. I just think some people, I think the most humbling experience for folks to like really get out their comfort zone and whoever's listening who hasn't really experienced racism before, I think going on, go on a mission trip, not to experience racism, but like go on a trip and help folks out. Like go see what someone's going through and it will really humble you really fast. It'll humble you like in a quick second. Yeah, and like stay there for like a, a, at least seven days to two, you know, two weeks, two, and like yeah, this experience yeah, sure. out there, it'll change your life, man. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Yeah. What's your and favorite restaurant? Ooh, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, don't go on these these little excursions just to take pictures to show Instagram. Like, put it with the the right righteousness in your heart and like, <laughs> like you know. But yeah, no. Uh, favorite restaurant? What in Toronto? Yes, yes. Um, I feel like I don't have a favorite because every time I used to go to like into the city, I'd find another little spot out of nowhere. And I'd be like, oh my God, like there's this little taco spot that I found recently uh, before COVID hit. And it was like this tiny little spot, you know, the little like, little papa was there making the food and everything. And I was like, oh, I can love this place. And I couldn't tell you the name of it. Um, but if you want me to tell you where you should go, if you've never been here, this is going to be the most bougie, typical response, Cactus Club. <laughs> you got to go to Cactus Club, like. Hmm? Yeah. Okay. I've never been, I actually never been there. What's, what's up with that? You ain't never been to Cactus Club. I haven't, you got to tell me okay, about this. So I guess they're a chain across Canada. So there is one in Vancouver that I know is very popular as well. Um, the one in Toronto, there's two in Toronto. There's one in a mall, which I guess is like the more bougie, pretty one. Um, I go to the one downtown. I like it. You go all the way up the stairs. You go all the way up the, the elevator, everything, whatever. You go to the top. They have these like 
panels so you can see the sky, but you're not in open open air. I don't know if that makes sense. So you can see the stars, you can see the sun, you can see the all of that. Half the building is glass. The other half is like a wall full of like grass and cool decor. Um, it's really, it's like just a cute setting. Um, they have live music. They always have a DJ just bumping music on the weekend. Uh, old school 90s, like hip hop stuff normally, like they're usually bumping it. Um, and the food's just, I haven't, you can't go wrong with the food. Doesn't that sound like a vibe wow. though? Does that not sound like a vibe though? Oh. <laughs> No, hey, make sure you go to Cactus Club when you go to Toronto. Cactus Club, no? that's a good spot. Um, and outside of Cactus Club, there's actually these this other chain. I can't remember the name. There's three. So if you don't go to Toronto, you're in Mississauga, Burlington, or Oakville. Um, it's like Landing Strip. It's something str you'll you'll see. There's like three different yeah. names. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I think I've been. Yeah, I think so, I, I ended up going. With the vibe is so similar to Cactus Club. I think Cactus Club, you could just dress up a little bit more. Right, right. Yeah. The landing strip. It's something <laughs> the landing strip. I can't remember the name. Uh, Harper's landing. Harper's something landing strip. It's it's good. It's a vibe for sure. And then one thing like I noticed in Canada is like, I don't know. If, yeah, it's like low key, a low key thing. Like artists that come up there, they're known, but like you know, like it could be any artist that can come up there. But like they could like just go in the club and be chilling. Like and some people like yeah. don't. Really and I've noticed well, it that. It depends. Give me an example because that's a that's a it depends. Maybe, maybe you know it was odd. It was because it was Ottawa. That's why. But it would oh, be went. Ottawa doesn't yeah. count. I, don't know, I was walking to. <laughs> I was walking around like and then went to. I was like, oh, I saw this club. It looks pretty, like it's like it's popping. It was people around it trying to get in, and then my boy got us in. I'm like, oh, what, why is everybody so hyped? But like, but it, so when I went through, I saw Sway Lee and his and his. Right. I think that's right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, I saw Lee and I'm like. Oh, like they chilling, but like nobody was really bothering them. Like he was just right. chilling. And I was like, is this a normal thing? You can't no everybody normally would be like, oh my gosh, I need to get close to, you know. Associated to certain individuals. Mm -hmm. And uh I've gone to events here and there and like I've seen it be hyped, but those are names that are very popular here. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um and then I've gone to a situation where it's like, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Not Tori. He's gonna be so mad. It's another. It's a short rapper yeah. singer guy. Um, <laughs> anyways, I've gone out, and it just depends on where you're going, who you're associated with, and what the crowd's like, right? At the spot. Right. Now it makes sense. Sure. It makes sense. Yeah. Let's take a quick break, real quick, and we're gonna come right back. Okay. This. Oh no problem. All right. Three. We go back in three, two. What's up, everybody? We're back. Um, this that break was brought to you by uh, Always on Vacation Clothing. Make sure you go to uh, alwaysonvacationclothing.com to go cop your nice hat. We got the Columbia hat here, Columbia hat, American hat. Got me. Oh, we got a Canadian one too. It's a Canadian one as well. Got to make sure you rep Canada. But anyways, uh, I got like three more questions for you. Okay. Finish off. So one of my questions is. Uh, what do you say? What's your uh, oh, wait, my bad. What's the importance of networking? Because, like, you talked about you, you know, you met you know, like the promoters and all that stuff, and how important is networking? Um, it's definitely important if you're if it's a business aspect. 
so I say that because socially, I could, like I could care less. Uh, <laughs> socially, I'm not one of those people on the scene. I don't really care for all of that nonsense. Um, but regardless, because you know when you are synced with certain people and you come ac across certain people, I think networking is important as long as you're you're valuing your core. So what you believe in and what you're searching for, what you're doing and what you're you're representing, right? So if you have your own business, definitely not burning bridges and uh, you know keeping keeping positive energy between you and who you come across as a benefit. Obviously, it's not always going to be in your control, but I definitely think there's no need for negativity. And if it benefits in the future, it benefits. And if it doesn't, hey, at least there's positivity out there. So definitely important, but it depends on what your what your reason is for it. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Those who are listening out there, there's some folks that started businesses that, you know, they think it's going to, they have like the great, a great skill set but they're not savvy with like talking to folks or reaching, going out there and like make connections. And I think like one thing I had to learn was I'm, I'm better like in person talking. I like talking to people in person, seeing your face, right. tell if you're swayed or not by a decision or whatever. So I could do that. And I'm on the phone talking to a random person that never met me ever in their life. Yeah. And I tell them, you know, you gotta get three meetings to close on certain deals, but like the first meeting, like they don't. I said, like, "Who the hell is this?" You know, like, right, right. I mean, you, know, you gotta get comfortable and like you know talk to folks and let them know like what you're looking to do and how you're looking to help, or either or. So it's cool. Networking is like you said, it's super important, critical. It is, and again, it goes back to you being confident with you and what right. you're, you know, what you're doing, and always staying strong. Like when I used to be working with the music industry, music videos and photography, modeling, and all of that kind of stuff. There are gonna be times where they're gonna dope photographers are gonna message you message you asking you to do things that you probably don't want to do. You just gotta stay strong with what you what you want to do. So if they keep pushing it, you can say no a million times. If they don't get it, hey, listen, I already made it very clear. This is this. That's that. I'm done. And move on. If it's meant for you, it'll be for you. So exactly. just be strong and confident for whatever you're representing. Let people know that. Oh, that yeah. No, for real, because like there are people that will try to take advantage of you. Definitely. Oh, without you, some people don't even know. They're like, oh, I gotta. Is someone supposed to do this? Because it's gonna put me on, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't. And I've been in the industry. Like I remember one time I did like a sexy shoot, and I got like so much mixed reviews because obviously my family was seeing, you know, this, this, and this. And I was like, listen, I broke the, I broke the mold ahead of time so no one could persuade me into doing something i didn't want to do i did this to the level that i was comfortable to do it and it put me on the map with the individuals that i was working with at the time right i've had someone ask me recently to do like a very sexy shoot very like you know nude related kind of shoot and i said no i must have said three times he came at me different ways each time and i said listen i've already discussed with you how i feel about this this is my opinion if it's not meant for us to be on the same path or the same journey then I'll meet you on the other side, it's fine. He was like, all right, okay. I guess I can't keep asking someone, right? But like I said, like also another thing is to like sex sells. If you're in that industry, sex sells, but you don't gotta sell sex to to get where you gotta go. And I, I have to put that out there because I know so- Please talk about that because that's, I mean, in America, that's huge. Like a lot huge. of folks think that's what it takes. And especially in LA, I was talking to one of my friends that with the music industry and all, they, some dudes, like, like, they're like, oh yeah, you wanna get put on? Yeah, come to the music video, all right, bet, all right. So we're gonna hang out tonight, 
and then we're gonna like, and then you'll be put, or not no, even let you know. Yeah, talk about that. Talk <laughs> about like, how we strong and like, yeah, talk about that. Yeah, so like, I don't like to even, you know, refer to myself as like a model or anything. Yes, I've worked in the industry, but I've done, you know, I've done a little music video here and there, done shoots for different companies. I've been flown out to represent different companies. Um, Fancy. Like, like in Atlanta, you know, associated with different people. I don't want to drop names, so I'm not going to drop names. But, I um, and I feel like the in the incident where I got flown out, or a couple times where I've been flown out to do shoots, yes, the shoot happens. Yes, the, you know, the, the spread for the magazine or the whatever, the, the posters are made, whatever the case is. But you are put into a situation where you're in a foreign area where you don't know anyone, and they do try to take advantage of you. Um, mm -hmm. I do say you have to stand very strong to your core when I say that. For example, that individual who asked me to do a shoot and I said no three times, that's my comfort level. I met another person who asked me to do a shoot. I was nude and body painted. I did that. I was like, I knew what I could do, what I was strong on doing, what I represented. And I knew that there was no promiscuity with what I was doing working with that individual, right? right. So I know even like when I was younger, like, I got into it, you know, I did a music video here and there. I did another one, like nothing crazy, it is what it is. But like my niece is 15 and she's a singer. And I know I have to represent for her specifically to teach her that there are people out here, like you said, that will say, hey, come do this. Or they'll say, oh, have a drink or do that. You know, it's okay, smoke this blunt real quick. Right, and then we'll shoot, we'll do this. With you got to know yourself before you put yourself in a situation. And you got to know, like a lot of times when I went to these shoots, I did go solo. And everyone says, oh, that's dangerous. It's like, yeah, but I have access to my car. Listen, I got older brothers. Let me tell you, I'll cut you. Don't even try me, right? Like, <laughs> I'll make some. But what is very important, like, with society being there telling you, yeah, you need to show ass. You need to show your front. You need to show this. You need to strip. You need to, you don't have to do any of that to get ahead. You don't have to, you don't have to show your skin. Like, I had to teach my niece, like, even for prom, it was like, you can wear a form-fitted, beautiful dress that complements your body. You don't need to wear a little tube top dress that like shows all your legs, all your upper body. All You don't need to do that to be tastefully elegant or beautiful. So the whole sex selling thing, like that's not even a concept that should go across. And even like the men, like, like the men in the industry, why are you even selling that? You know what I mean? Like in, in my head, I feel like they, they have to lead by example as well. Of course, you know, having a sexy Latina in a music video or, you know, having a, a dope, whatever, female in a video would be amazing, but you could do all of that in a way that's not degrading to females. Exactly. You know what I mean? But hey, teach your own. I don't wanna, I don't wanna push on anyone saying that anything is wrong, but I do need to like state that's like sex sells, but you don't gotta sell sex to get where yeah. you gotta go. So. All right, no, it's, it's truth. That's true. It's, it's just a, it's a thing in the industry because that industry in the entertainment industry is just a very, you got, you really have to maneuver in that very carefully, right? you know, man or woman, like you really do. And that, Definitely. yeah. Cause there's people that will get put on and I'm not going to say for certain, like they'll get put on because of something that was done and right. it's like selling your, almost selling your life for something basically. Mm -hmm. And, there's other ways to get there. There's other ways right. to get there without right. doing it. And I know so many people that have done that and and the people that haven't, that are doing their thing. I'm glad right. Spotify. You know, 
you know? <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to be like a hypocrite because I've obviously done some sexy things in my past. Like, you know, it is what it is. But again, there is a difference, right? Like being like sexy on camera or the love interest in a, in a video or having sexy clothes on, that's one thing. But I can tell you not one individual I worked with has ever been allowed to cross a line with me. And if they did in any extent, like I, you know, it was it was done before it could start. And that was right. the thing, like I was, and when I say you need to trust yourself and really stand for your core, I was in the situation where I was in Atlanta and I felt like I wasn't, you know me, I'm bubbly, like I'm out here, I'm social, I laugh, I cry. Let me tell you, when I was straight face, resting bitch face, to myself, didn't socialize, didn't drink, like I was very like, and everyone's right. like, oh, you guys, you gotta get out here, you gotta interact with us, you gotta do this. I'm like, I don't have to do anything I don't want to do because at the end of the day, the second I crack a joke to the wrong person and something crosses the line and I'm in a bad situation, whose fault are they going to put it on? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like coming from like what I told you, I've been through a lot. So it's like, there's nothing you can, right. you can fastball me with. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, cool. I love it. Okay. So what's how, okay. So how could someone, I guess, get involved in, I mean, I mean you've done a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. I was going to get involved, I guess, into the teeth whitening business. Yeah. How about that? How you, so I can get into that. And then, yeah. Let's talk about that. Because, or That's marketing, okay. whatever you want to talk about. How can someone get into kind of what you're doing? Um, like, to get into okay. That. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to summarize it all and then I can touch base on little things if you want. Um, when I was in high school, I sucked at math. Okay. Let me give you this example. I sucked at math. Even like the sciences that needed math in it, your girl was not, <laughs> I was struggling. Like biology, okay, cool. Physics, oh uh, hell no. Like it was not working for me. That wasn't gonna stop me. When I had to go, like I, when I say I like went for it, I was going into the medical field. Obviously you need a certain grade. You need to be top notch. Summer school, night school, tutor, whatever it took, I did it to get where I needed to go for medical. So first and foremost, if you want something, you're gonna go for it no matter what stands in your way. Cause no matter what, you're gonna make it happen. Um, standing strong to your core, I take that when it comes to my business. So when it comes to business, marketing, anything I've done on that side, that's me being like, okay, listen, my personality mixed with my intelligence is what's going to get me ahead. Things that people have sat there and put in a box and said, no, like, listen, you're like, you're coming off flirty, like I said before, or you're coming off a certain type of way. Hey, that's cool. But this is the way I know people are going to feel comfortable with me. So when we start talking, about a business and they're kind of doubting me possibly because I don't have the education in business or marketing. And then they see what I can do and the ideas I put out on the table, they're like, whoa, right? But then they feel comfortable enough to give me their honest, honest, not the textbook answer, their honest answer, how they feel about things and we go into it. And that's the personality that comes out of it. So my first part is you want it, you're gonna go for it no matter what. And the second part is you gotta believe in yourself and what you bring to the table is always gonna be different than the next person. Always. It doesn't matter if that person, you're like, oh, her hair is curlier than my, okay, and the way I rep this is different than the way she reps that. So what do you, you know what I mean? It's like a sun brings you beauty in a different way than a flower, like a garden does. They both represent beauty to a different degree. You know what I mean? They both do something for you to a different degree. So you just got to take your own and uh, master it. Now, if you want me to talk about teeth whitening, that might, that might be a long conversation, but we can touch on it if you want. <laughs> well, I mean, Give give the, the the brief one because we're running out of time. Give the brief brief brief. The uh, teeth whitening. 
Yeah. Um, so teeth whitening for me, I got into it because I literally just like making people smile. So I wanted them to be confident when they did smile. I think, and I'll, I'll say this because of the conversation I had prior to jumping on this with you, uh, someone wanting to represent a certain vegan brand and a whole bunch of other things that came with teeth whitening. Um, do your research, definitely do your research. One thing that I did was I took the whitening gels from companies that I was debating partnering with and I put them on different parts of your mouth that you wouldn't necessarily put it on. So your gums, your tongue, your cheeks. And I see how that reacted. That right there is gonna show you if this is detrimental to your oral care. Um, and then from there, you can decide what's best for your teeth, making it white. The safest, I think is the best. But I mean, if you just want the, the money and getting people's teeth white in a way that might damage, like that's on you, that's on you. But I say, just do your research and know what you're, what you're looking for. That's what's up, that's what's yeah. up. Everyone that's interested in getting, you know, diving into that field, Definitely make sure you hit her up, email her, whatever, DM her, like let her know, like if you want, you really want to dive into something like that, like that's a different field to get into. Um, mm -hmm. You have to know your stuff. You can't just like, oh, I'm going to do some teeth. <laughs> like, right. you just know the gels you're using and the education too. I think when I went to my uh, my dentist, they were, this, I had a different one that, uh, yeah, my last appointment, I had a different dentist mm -hmm. and she really sat down and just educated me on right. like every toothpaste. Um, the way I'm supposed to, you know, go about brushing, uh, cleaning my teeth. This is a different way than my other previous guy who owns the place did. And right. through it, she really took the time saying, you know what, Pronamel, actually, the Pronamel toothpaste, you can put it on your teeth and then rub it on your gums. It heals your gums if your gums are weak from sugar or, you know, you, you can, it heals it. And then it helps like bring the teeth. And I'm like, I've been using it since then. And my teeth have been like on point. There's no yeah. issue. On point. <laughs> yeah. You're you must educate your folks on that as well too, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Cause like even with me, I got certified doing it in California. So it's not like I'm just buying stuff and giving it to people and you know, yeah, whatever I mean, the case is. Like I got my education on it. I did the tests, tests for it. Like I learned about it. And because of that, I learned certain agents should not be in a higher quantity than others. So for example, my friend called me about a product that someone's trying to sell to him. And I said, like, you gotta be careful because that right there is gonna cause bad breath. It's gonna break and tear down your enamel. It's gonna dry out your gums. It's gonna cause sores on your mouth. He's like, wait, 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 what? And I was like, exactly. So before you do anything, if anyone's selling you anything, ask them if they represent it themselves or if they use it themselves and then let them and then let them flip it to you because that's the biggest part too in business you don't have to push something that's actually good at what it does because it'll push for itself you know what i mean truth yeah. truth <laughs> let me calm down <laughs> good stuff what is a finish off mm -hmm. give them a quote that you live by oh my god this one's so hard um a quote that i live by that they can take for the rest of their lives. Oh my uh, God, can you stop putting pressure on me? Um, definitely not something you can take for the rest of your life. I think I come across quotes. I, like I'm like a quote genie. I pull out quotes all the time, I, whatever. Everything happens for a reason. As cliche as it sounds, I feel like that is the quote I wanna stand by. Everything happens for a reason. Everything. I could like, I, I could tell you six other quotes, but that's like the one that I've resonated with for like years now. Man, that's that's that a beautiful quote. We're gonna have to definitely um, have you on the podcast and uh, again, author of this, author of this. We have to have you on the, on the podcast again at some point. Um, 
because yeah people need to hear this stuff like i feel like a lot of, enough people aren't real when they talk about the things they've been through and just about like the entire like the, the life journey man the life journey is so important right. ig facebook the, you know it's a facade half the time you know what i'm saying but if you really buy a lot of folk that i've seen on there i mean like you got different situations like, i've seen some people on there got 50 followers but they're making over like 100 million dollars right <laughs> you know right some folks on there that got you know pictures and doing all that but like making 100 million dollars and some people that don't that's like right. bro at home like going to the club all the time that's it coming back home oh i wish i had where you, where you spending your time are you reading are you doing you know what i'm saying exactly Mm -hmm. My God, you feel me? <laughs> yeah, leave my boy alone, okay? He's my boy. Um, but yeah, I think like you, you're definitely right with that, and I think it's very known. Like, there's a light within everybody, and we've all been through things. Like, I've been through so much in my life that could dull the light that's in me. But I'd rather use what is left in me to amplify the light around me, so the people around me, right? So if you have a voice, use your voice. If you, you know what I mean, you got something that you got going that helps you, you never know if that can help someone else. So put it out there and see what see what comes from it. Be that light, y'all. Be that light. Be that light. <laughs> you did not just be like, oh my God, I cannot stand you. Be the, be the light. So be the light. Thank you so much for thank coming you. on the show. Like, that was some awesome content. Do you want to drop your information and stuff and let the people know how to reach you or um how to you know follow, if they want to follow you on ig facebook whatever mm -hmm. so i only right now have instagram so anything else is a catfish they're not real um and it's b-r-i-y so like b is in boy r-i-y dot m is in mom m is in money b-r-i-y dot m-n perfect and perfect. do you have like a business page or business um no website? i used to i used to have a business page for my teeth whitening um, and I had actually just removed it probably in January and I was putting it onto my main page, but with my main page, I use that a lot for like my modeling and marketing and stuff like that. But you'll see, like, uh, stay tuned to my stories. My stories always have something going on. So yeah, got teeth whitening, memes, motivation, like all of it. So. Hey, I love it. That's you awesome. Know? Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, this is awesome. We're definitely going to have you back on. Um, and yeah, anything you want to leave the crowd with before you go? Be that light, baby. That's it. <laughs> and thank you so much for letting me come on here. No problem. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Life Journey Podcast with Quentin Gauze. To find out more and to follow the journey, visit Quentin's Instagram at QGauze or our business page at iron underscore visuals. For full recaps of the show, find us on iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thank you for tuning in.